peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good Before I start out today, I wanted to thank all of the people in the United States who listen all over the country. I was looking at my anchor podcast analytics the other day, and you know, I'm guaranteed to have listeners in the United States. Well, not guaranteed, but I'm not surprised. But I am surprised that I have international listeners, and I do understand that that people use VPNs, So it's possible that this is just coming from that. But I, I think there's actually people in these countries listening. So I just wanted to thank all of the people in Australia, Ireland, Canada, Norway, United Kingdom, Cameroon, Philippines, Germany, Netherlands, and Kenya. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join me on this journey through my thoughts studying different Bible verses, being wrong a lot, fumbling a lot, and you still listen. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to help me out, share that podcast. Share it everywhere you possibly can and as much as you possibly can. That's all I ask. Anyway, let's get into this. So I was thinking about something. Um, the other day, I thought about where the Bible mentioned busybodies, and I, I honestly don't know what brought that to mind. I was thinking about something else. My mind was firing, having all kind of things going on, and it made me think about, so no matter where you grow, grew up, whether you grew up in you know a suburban area, urban area, apartments, houses, there's always that one person who has all the tea, who knows what's going on everywhere in everybody's life. Oh yeah, so-and-so down the street, they did this, so-and-so down, they got all the tea. They know where all the bodies are buried. And so in thinking about busy bodies, I wondered about that and I thought to myself, why does this happen? And why did the Bible mention busy bodies? And I noticed there's, there's two other places where this is mentioned and there's something common in those two places. So just wanted to point that out anyway, in the book of first Peter chapter four, verse 14 and 15, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and God resteth upon you. Uh, on their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. And I don't know about you or how you think, but when I read verse 15, the word busybody just, I kind of uh, was thinking like, why is that there? The Bible, you know, is, is perfect. My understanding is not always good. But in looking at verse 15, I was like, but let none 
of you suffer as a murderer. Okay. Definitely understand that thief. Got it. Evildoer. Just covering, you know, a lot of generic, you know, the generic um, um, idea of evil doing in general. So that covers encompasses any evil deed. And then I looked at busybodies. Now, definitely not good, but I was like, that's kind of, that seems like, why is that there? So I was trying to understand that. And there's some other places where that word is mentioned. And uh, that word busybody means a meddling person, one who officiously concerns himself with the affairs of others. So I want to go to the book of second Thessalonians and make sure I go to the right book. Cause for some reason, every time I want to go to the book of Timothy, whether it be first or second Timothy, I always wind up going to Thessalonians. Then I'll start reading like, wait, this is not where I want to be <laughs> kind of funny, but, uh, we're going to read verse one down through verse 11. I'm not going to really do any kind of, you know, deep dive or breakdown, but I wanted to read all of these verses just so you can hear and get the full context before busybodies are mentioned again. So verse one of second Thessalonians chapter three, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Um, and when he, and, and we have confidence in the Lord touching you that ye both do and will do the things which we command you and the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for, uh, for Christ. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which, uh, which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we believe not ourselves, dis for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to, uh, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that it that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walketh among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. And I'm also going to go to the book of First Timothy, chapter five, and I'm going to read verses one down through verse 13 rebuke not an elder but entreat him as a father and the younger men as brethren the elder women 
as mothers, the younger as sisters with all purity. Honor widows uh, they, that are widows indeed. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents for that is good and acceptable before God. Now she that is widow indeed and desolate trusteth in God and continueth in supplication and prayers night and day. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And these things, um, and these things give in charge that they may be blameless. But if any provide not for his own and specifically of those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Let not a widow be taken into the number under threescore years old, having been the wife of one man, well reported of good works, if she have brought up children, if she have lodged strangers, if uh, if she have washed the saints' feet, if she hath uh, relieved the afflicted, if she have diligently followed every good work, but the younger widows refuse, for when they have begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry, having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. And withal they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers, also and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. That word idle means not employed, unoccupied with business, inactive, doing nothing. It, um, so looking at that, right, it would appear that this idea of being a busybody is connected to inactivity. And so it made me think about that first scenario I brought up in the beginning about people in neighborhoods, whether you grew up in apartments, you know, urban, suburban, that one person that has all the tea always seemed to be the person that was the least busy. They were doing nothing, but yet they had all the tea and they were they were all about everybody else's affairs and what everybody else was doing. I want to read something else out of the book of first Thessalonians real quick chapter four and verse 11. I won't read the whole thing. Um, I think I'll read verse 10 and 11. It says, and indeed you do it toward all the brethren, which are in all of Macedonia. But we beseech you brethren that ye increase more and more and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you so this idea of being a busybody worrying about everybody else's work seems to be connected with idle hands with someone who isn't busy now i i believe i understand from these verses that this is you know literally it's literally dealing with you know, a person working with their hands, like actually doing something physically. I think this actually does apply 
in a spiritual way as well. And the reason I say that is I've noticed in myself, right? So this is another self-reflection. That's where these thoughts come from. When I am idle, doing nothing spiritually, not, not no pray, no Bible reading, studying, not, not being a witness with my life, you know, just living my life how I'm supposed to be. In those moments, I am always super critical and worried about what someone else is doing and how someone else is living their life. And oh yeah, you see so-and-so they did this and so-and-so they did that. The hypocrisy in me is astounding. It is mind boggling. And, and when you, when you apply what's being said here from the physical to the spiritual, like, just think about it. The person not doing anything idle, not working with their own hands, not providing for their own, talking about what someone else is doing, how they're doing a job wrong, what they should have done. Have you ever noticed that work? I've, I've noticed this at different jobs I've worked. It's always the people doing the least, always criticizing the people who are working. I had a boss who told me something one time. Now, I'm not necessarily applying this spiritually. I'm not saying you should mess up. But he told me this and it's, it's, it's actually kind of true. He was like, if you are not messing up at any point, you're not working. You're not doing anything. And I noticed that a lot of these, a lot of people, and again, I am people. <laughs> That's me. I'm not that I'm the one I'm talking about. You judge other people and you come down on other people and you're super critical of other people who are laboring and doing things. That makes no sense. You're sitting back on the sidelines while somebody is out doing their thing, whether it just be studying their Bible, trying to figure out what the Bible says, whether it be, you know, trying to be as as a as good a witness at work as they can be being helpful to people you know doing whatever they doing whatever they can love for people whatever just just somebody who's genuinely trying to walk with god maybe they got something wrong or maybe not they're not doing things exactly how you would do but what i found is when i'm worried about walking with god myself when I'm worried about taking care of the things in me, I don't have time to worry about somebody else. Yo, there is enough wickedness in my own heart. I don't have time to worry about what somebody else has going on. I'm being completely honest with you. Now, does this mean that as a believer, we can't address, you know, blatant open sin? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying... If you're really worried about your walk with God and what you're doing, it is a high probability that you're going to be so focused on what you have wrong with yourself. You're not going to have much time to be super critical of what somebody else is doing, because you see that the thing is, and this is true of me, like I said, I'm using my own self as an example, the times where I was super critical of what someone else was doing. It wasn't like this person was an open sin or blatantly just doing something. It's always somebody that's making an attempt before God to do something good, right, and just. And here I am sitting on the sidelines going, I wouldn't have done that if I was them. See, that's not what that Bible verse says. He should have done this. 
See, this is what he should have prayed about. See, it would have been better if he would have did this for that person. Like, bruh, you sitting on the sidelines telling somebody that's actually got their hands to the plow how they're supposed to hold a plow. How about you get out there next to them and hold the plow and help out? I don't know. That's just my thoughts for today. Maybe you maybe you got something to add or you think differently, but I definitely want to make sure that I am more critical of myself than I am of others. I want to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It's really hard to worry about other people when you're trying to take care of your own life. I got enough wickedness. I don't need to worry about somebody else's. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.